Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question came from Emily over email. Emily wrote in to say, How do I know when the right time is for my two boys, now ages seven and eight, to stop sharing a room? Are there signs I should be looking for? They've shared a room since they were one and two years old. We have a guest room that we occasionally let one sleep in, but it's usually just when one is sick. I have heard from other parents that the benefits of sharing a room can expire as kids get older, but I'm not sure what I should be watching for. Okay, an interesting question. The first thing I would say, Emily, is the fact that you're not sure if you should start to think about them not sharing a room means that what you have now must be working, at least in some ways, or else you'd be very sure it was time for them not to share a room. So that's the good news. Your kids are very close in age. That probably also contributes to their having similar interests and liking to do the same things, going to bed around the same time, getting up around the same time. This is all good stuff for sharing a room. I also had two kids who were very close in age, and they shared a room. We started considering having them not share a room once the older kid started expressing some preferences for privacy. It's putting a go-away sign on the door of the room, I want to be alone, things like that, which happens, you know, a little bit older than eight. The younger sibling was happy to accommodate the older sibling, was just sort of, why would anybody ever want to have alone time and private time? And that's when I could say, ah, my kids are starting to be in slightly different developmental stages here where one really needs privacy and the other one really doesn't. Maybe we should get them their own rooms. So I'd say that expression of a need or desire for privacy is something you should be watching for. It'll probably come one of these days. But kids have different needs and wants for privacy, and it it isn't necessarily true that the older one will express it first. I'm also interested in whether the kids have separate or similar interests. Like, does one of the kids want to set up enormous Lego things that they want to leave up for three weeks at a time and it's driving the other kid nuts? Is one messy or is one neat? They're probably, because they've been doing this their whole lives, really socialized to get along and exist in a shared space, which is really one of the good things that psychologists say about kids sharing a room is that it teaches you relational skills, it teaches you to consider somebody else's needs, and all of these good things, which your kids have, I'm assuming, and have done. Another thing you might want to think about is academic needs. By the time a kid gets to, I would say, middle school, maybe fifth, sixth grade, the homework starts to turn up a little bit, and kids need a quiet space to do homework without their sibling playing on the floor next to them. That doesn't still necessarily mean that you have to have two separate bedrooms, just that there should be a quiet space, maybe, and a play space. 
I have a friend, three boys, two bedrooms. And the way they did it is they had one room with three bunks and I think two desks was what they could fit in there, which was the quiet space. And the other room became the playroom, the loud space. So if you were sleeping or needed quiet studying one room, everything else went in the other room. And that worked great for this family and these three boys. So maybe that guest room, in your case, could become the playroom or the study space, something like that. Here's one important statistic I found for not sharing a room. It turns out that kids who have their own rooms get an average of half an hour more sleep each night than kids who don't. I'll put the link in the show notes for this study. And that's because they suggest they're talking before they go to sleep at night, which of course is not all bad, but they're staying up maybe a little later than they might if there weren't somebody else lying there with them. And also that when one gets up, they tend to wake the other one up. So they tend to have the same awake time, whereas the other kid might sleep for another hour if they weren't disturbed. So that's something to think about too. Are your kids getting enough sleep? Do they have the same needs for sleep? Basically, I'm giving you 10 different ways of saying, well, it depends. It depends on your kids, but it really does. It depends on the kind of kids your kids are and how well they're getting along. If what you're doing now is working well enough for both of your kids, maybe you leave it. If one of them feels that need for privacy that they might notice one of these days, one of them is going to notice there's another room down the hall and maybe you let the kid lead the decision. I really think there is no right or wrong answer, but I'll finish by telling you what did happen for our family is we let the two closely spaced siblings have their own rooms when they were eight and nine years old, and it was the right decision for them at that time. I hope that helps, but I would say again, don't mess with what's working. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.